Well, John, if you've been following the Collingwood Judicial Inquiry, the one thing that always comes to mind to me is, boy, you need a lawyer to follow all of this stuff. <laughs> uh, recently posted uh, just last night, the Collingwood uh, Judicial Inquiry posted their foundation document. Uh, to help us understand what this means is we have a lawyer. This also happens to be the mayor of Collingwood, Brian <laughs> Saunderson. And technically, I mean, you're still documented as a lawyer, but you're not practicing law right now. You're mayor 100% of the time. Yes, that's correct, John. Good morning, guys. Uh, I stepped away from my practice uh, in January, and uh, we'll be focusing on town hall for the next four years. Well, it's got to be helpful to have a lawyer at uh, head of town hall when these kind of things happen. So just take us through the, the Collingwood Judicial Inquiry was set out to uh, sort of analyze two pieces of town business that that that, that many questions arose. Yes, it, it's uh, it was the terms of reference uh, asked the uh, inquiry to look into the uh, series of events that led up to the sale of the 50% interest in Collis in 2012, mm-hmm. and then uh, to follow the money trail effectively and look at uh, the series of events that led up to the purchase of the Sprung buildings that same year. And in both those cases, uh, we've gone through quite a bit of uh, sort of investigation in terms of gathering documents. Uh, This foundation document says that about 440,000 documents have been gathered and analyzed and and used. So what's this next step? This this is part one. They call the 2012 sale of Collis Shares Foundation document. Yes. So uh, the... the, um Public Inquiries Act, or the legislation that gives the uh, municipality the ability to ask for an inquiry, has was changed um, in the last five years uh, to uh, bifurcate or separate out the process into two stages. So the first stage is to get documents and sort of frame uh, the the um, evidence you're going to lead uh, or inquiry you're going to make actually through through live testimony, or okay. what they call viva voce evidence. So. This foundation document is the result of the documentary discovery. Uh, so out of those 440,000 documents they got, they pulled out documents that they found relevant to the series of events leading up to the sale of Collis, the Collis shares in 2012. And then, as they say on the website, this it's effectively a chronology. It's their roadmap for how they're going to conduct the hearing. So it will uh, guide the commission council and the other council as they uh, ask questions of the witnesses. So the witnesses will be called and it will be taken through, I would imagine, these documents. Uh, the public should remember that the the chronology or the foundation document has not been proven or tested in court. So uh, people can call evidence to contradict or... or uh, um, or support support the mm-hmm. uh, the evidence that's in the chronology document. Okay. That's correct. And then a second foundation document will come. So the first hearings they start on uh, this coming Monday. And these April are public 15th. hearings. They're public. They're going to be live streamed. This is a public inquiry. The whole purpose of this inquiry is to make public these events and how the town did business in these two specific transactions and possibly generally uh, during that timeline. So. Uh, the upcoming hearings are just to deal with this Foundation One document, the sale of the shares in 2012. Then there will be uh, separate hearings uh, two weeks after that. Uh, that will be another eight days or ten days of hearings, and they will have a separate foundation document that will lead have the chronology of events leading up to the purchase of the rec facilities in 2012. Mayor Saunderson, if people have questions about this judicial inquiry and they want some more information, where should they go for that? They should go to the judicial inquiry website. Uh, the town is not in a position to comment. This is an independent inquiry. It was it was struck at the request of the town, but we are not uh, driving the bus on this. It's uh, going to be run by commission 
Commission, uh, Justice Associate Chief Justice of Ontario, Frank Morocco, and his Commission Counsel, Katie McGran and John Mather. And uh, so if there are any questions, it should go to the uh, Judicial Inquiry directly. And we'll put a link to that up on our socials as well. But it is CollingwoodInquiry.ca for anyone who's interested. Uh, Mayor Brian Saunderson, uh, recently we've uh, you've had a council meeting and a big hot topic uh, is the Collingwood Elvis Festival and the future thereof. Of course, we do know that we are celebrating the 25th anniversary of the Collingwood Elvis Festival. But in terms of the town's involvement, according to council's decision, that's it. Yes, this will be the final year for this to be a municipally run uh, event. And uh, so we're hoping to go out with a bang on the 25th anniversary. 25 years is, is a long time. This festival has been a great uh, economic driver and investment for our community. But uh, council feels that, uh, you know, we've sort of come to the end of this, this run and it's been great. And it's time to move on and look at uh, redeveloping or expanding uh, other uh, fe- festivals. Um, in terms of the future of the Elvis Festival, while it won't be a municipal event going forward, um, there's a possibility that it could be uh, privately run. And the town did receive a proposal, but uh, council on Monday wanted to defer because I think there's concern that, uh, you know, this is an event that uh, Collingwood has put on the map and essentially has put Collingwood on the map in many respects. And so uh, how do you monitor and ensure that the quality of the event, uh, you know, stays at the level that it has been for 25 years? So so we wanted to defer that and look at uh, how you might do that. With, uh, with the council saying that the town is out of the Elvis business, what do you have to offer up? Well, and that's a good question, and I think that's part of the discussion we want to have. Uh, we certainly have a lot of corporate knowledge mm-hmm. after running the festival for, well, we were, haven't run it for the full 25 years, but we've been very involved in it, and Rosemary O'Brien is, has had a huge history in that, and she came into Town Hall to uh, help with specifically with running that, and now is, is using that expertise for other events for us. Um, but we don't really have any proprietary mark to it. We pay the Elvis uh, Enterprises, uh, about $8,500 for the licensing rights each year. And, uh, and we don't ha- really have a lot of uh, um, uh, props or anything of that nature that are really Elvis-oriented. We do have s- certain things like the golf carts that we can use to uh, support uh, that and other festivals. Um, so really, I think we need to have a better idea around the council table of what, what, what it is that we have, what support we can offer, and how you would do that, how you would structure that. But essentially... Blue Mountain or Wasega Beach or Aurelia or any nearby area could simply cut a deal with EPE right now saying Collingwood's out, we're in, and we lose the festival. Uh, well, I think, John, that could probably have happened at any point in time. You know, we didn't mm. have exclusive rights to the Elvis Festival. I think that uh, Elvis Enterprises would not have given it to a, a nearby community. Sure. Well, I think there was some exclusivity when we had it active in uh, in terms of the actual event weekend here in Collingwood. But uh, there's nothing to prevent any other municipality from applying uh, over, and there has been nothing to mm. prevent the uh, other municipalities from. And that goes as well for any private operator. They can apply as well and strike a deal with uh, Elvis Enterprises. So uh, uh, that's, I mean, that's uh, just the reality of the situation. But I think uh, a private operator, if they're going to come in, would want to leverage Collingwood's uh, uh, name brand uh, or presence in that event. And so they would want to do it in cooperation with the town.
Sounds good. Let's put your uh, Simcoe County hat on. Of course, as mayor, you sit on the Simcoe County Council. Uh, there was some heated discussion about Bradford West Gilmery uh, separating from Simcoe County. Uh, there's a Br- Bradford West Gilmery Liberation Army, I think, has been set up. Uh, <laughs> uh, what's your thoughts on this? A, a kind of a bold move uh, to, to leave Simcoe County, especially at a time when the province is lo- already looking at restructuring. Yes. So this uh, certainly down at the county council uh, yesterday, I brought a motion um, uh, really asking for a report from staff uh, in terms of uh, giving outlining all the uh, financial implications, uh, I guess, um, really, because the county... uh, Bradford West Gloomery has always been a member municipality of Simcoe County, and uh, there are county assets located in uh, Bradford West Gloomery. There have been public works works done in there in the area. There are works that are committed on the books through capital investment. They are part of our asset management plan funding. Uh, they also, uh, uh, I would think, have mm-hmm. a share in the proportionate share in the debt for the county. And then uh, separated cities then usually purchase uh, services from the county. And so if that's going to happen going forward, what are those services going to be and how would we determine the cost? So there's a much a larger discussion, I think, to flush out the uh, financial implications. And that, my motion yesterday, which was seconded by Mayor Bafolci from Wasega Beach, passed unanimously. And uh, Mayor Keffer from uh, the town of Brad- uh, Bradford, West Glenbury, was also in support of it, as was the Deputy Mayor James Luke and the theory, and I thought Rob spoke very eloquently, saying that, um, uh, you know, this is information we all need to have. Uh, information is power, and you, we all want to know, at the end of the day, what's, uh, what's this going to look like, and uh, what's the best way forward. Um, Bradford West Gwillenberry had raised this issue last term, uh, before the provincial uh, review came on the scene, and at that point in time, they determined that it really wasn't a very viable option. Uh, I can't speak for the town uh, or the rationale behind it. Uh, from my perspective, I think it's unfortunate with the timing, because with the province looking at the provincial governance review, um, I think this could impact the, both the county and the member municipalities. Um, and so hopefully this is something uh, we can all work our way through together and find the best outcome. Um, I think it, it, their population is about 32,000. It really is around 32,000. And really uh, is, um, uh, you know, is, it, it has, its, has its struggles uh, with a small community that size mm-hmm. being a separated city. Owen Sound was a separated city, as was Sarnia, and they both come back into their regional governments because I think they found it a tough road to haul. So uh, uh, I'm hopeful that uh, when we get this staff report, we can uh, come to... Uh, you know, we can get general agreement on on this, but at the end of the day, uh, Bradford West Columbia is an autonomous municipality. They have the right to try and pursue this, and I guess it would be up to the provincial government if they decide this is what they want to do. So it's up to the province ultimately to grant to the Brexit, if you will. Well, yeah, I think <laughs> uh, if you were doing it outside the context of this provincial review, I think there is a, a formula that the county would have to approve on right. a, 60 or 70% basis, I can't remember. Um, and uh, But given the context of the scenario with the provincial review, uh, I think really Bradford is asking the province or considering asking the province to entertain a request and then what they would do with that would be up to the province. Okay. Uh, if people want more information on any things we've been talking about or reach out to you with any questions, where's the best uh, route to reach you? Uh, they can reach me at Town Hall. It's 705 Uh, 445-1030 extension 8000 
And uh, just one last point before I leave, guys. We are hosting a coyote awareness session uh, tomorrow between 6 and 9 p.m. at the Collingwood Law Public Library in rooms B and C. So people can come and learn about coyote behavior in an urban environment, uh, the role of coyotes in the ecology, and how to prevent human-coyote conflict. Interesting. So it should be an interesting night, yes. Mayor Brian Saunderson, thank you for being on Talking the Town. Good. Thanks, guys. Always good to chat.